Um, so this is Kristen Capps. He is a freelance arts writer and editor um, based in Washington, D.C. He has published articles and reviews for such notable publications as American Prospect, the Dallas Morning News, and um, The Guardian. Some of his latest projects include um, writing exhibition text for um, this for Project 4. Mm -hmm. Oh, Christine Gray at Project 4. Reviews of uh, recent exhibitions in Texas and an article examining the impact of Olympic architecture projects. Um, he's also teaching uh, in the Graduate Studio Art Colloquium of the University of Maryland. So we're really happy to have him here to talk about uh, this work. So uh, thanks for coming and it's all yours. Okay, I even see some of my, my students here. So that's uh, extra credit for all of them. Um, this is Ed Ruscha's Five Past Eleven from 1989. Uh, it's not the most obvious Ed Ruscha uh, from first off. You're used to seeing his work as, as text typically on these very abstract planes, lots of color and, and whited out text or blocked off text, um, ribbons of text, words. Uh, so at, at first glance this doesn't quite look like a lot of the work that you see by him, work he's made before, work he's continuing to make now. But there are, uh, there are a number of correspondences. Um, you see, first of all, the numbers are uh, represented not by numerals, but by letters. And X, XI, XII is the kind of text that would appeal to Ed Ruscha. He never picks words based on their content. He picks them based on their shape, uh, their appearance, their sound. So uh, something like this, which is a more abstract kind of letter referent, would be uh, something that he would really pick up on. Um, this piece is also very noir. At the time, during the 80s, uh, Ed Ruscha was doing a lot darker stuff than, than some of his work. It's typically very comical, kind of light. Um, this is a project that he worked on using things like uh, film uh, screen uh, film shots um, from noir movies. Uh, something like this um, brings to mind that, that air and that atmosphere from LA. This piece of bamboo, well, you know, another comical take from Ed Ruscha is also kind of like a long pointing bony finger to the hour. Um, and it reminds me of this introduction that Raymond Chandler wrote for The Big Sleep. I wrote it down and I'm going to read it. This is for the big sleep. It was about 11 o'clock in the morning, mid-October, with the sun not shining and a look of hard, wet rain in the clearness of the foothills. I was wearing my powder blue suit with dark blue shirt, tie and display handkerchief, black brogues, black wool socks with dark blue clocks on them. I was neat, clean, shaved, and sober, and I didn't care who knew it. I was everything the well-dressed private detective ought to be. I was calling on $4 million. Um, it's a wonderful novel, and I really think that you can tell a kind of artistic story of L.A. just through Raymond Chandler's fiction and Ed Ruscha's art. Um, some other ways that this piece corresponds with the more familiar pieces from Ruscha's catalog, this diagonal. It's something that he comes to time and time again in pieces like uh, 20th century Fox, where he uh, draws that logo, or Standard Oil, it's a gas station that just follows that, uh, that sharp diagonal, um, uh, LACMA, 
the LA County Museum of Art burning is another one that just follows that, that straight um, diagonal. Now, um, I read that during this time when he was working um, with, with this work, with these, um, with these paintings, he was looking a lot at abstraction, specifically early modernism. And you know, with that in mind, it really tells here with this large orb and this large pole. Um, it's almost something that, that John Arp would compose. You know, it has that early modernist feel to it. Um, other notable things here are uh, the application. Um, it's a very kind of photorealistic look that he did with airbrush um, using acrylic. Uh, Ed Ruscha has always liked to, he's very particular about the way he applies um, his materials. He's used gunpowder in place of graphite, um, which he's applied with cotton balls and Q-tips. That was actually the name of uh, his, his retrospective at the National Gallery of Art, I believe. Uh, and so for him to reach for something like airbrush is, is something he would do out of necessity, but he was very experimental when it uh, comes to application. Um, what are the, uh, the, the, the best parts this, of this, uh, this piece, I think, is this, this correspondent between segments. So you have the time being ticked off, not only you know, as represented very straightforwardly by this clock, but also this, this mirror, this rhyming between these bamboo segments and, and these, these minutes. Um, it's especially uh, acute presented in this gallery with the uh, Sugimotos behind you. And those photographs are all, of course, a way of telling time. Um, they're incredibly long exposures, and they just document C as it stands for you know, half an hour, 40 minutes, however long he could hold open his, he would hold open his shutter. Um, so I think that uh, the, the, the novel thing about this period of work is that Ed Ruscha is exploring time specifically. Um, and using this noir concept to kind of explore early modernist forms of uh, composition. So with that in mind, any questions? Uh, yeah, uh, this is an interesting, the, the bamboo kind of floating there. And I like how you described it for just a second as a, a bony skeleton finger. That's <laughs> great. Because it, um, but it seems really unusual for his work. Because you don't look like, you know, I don't think you see him do like a tomboy kind of thing where it's realistic. A lot of his works are more graphic. There's a good example of, of earlier work downstairs below our lobby. Um, so, but to me, do you, do you know anything about that? I mean, well, um, is, this, is this part of a series? This is part of a series where he's done this before, right? This is part of a series. He used a lot of clocks, and he used this this bamboo pole um, uh, over again. And I really think that he just liked being able to play with it both as a long form and also as a segment. Um, the trompe thing is definitely an invention for Ed Ruscha that that he he put in during this period. The floating, the nature of it just floating kind of ahead of and off the, um, off the painting is something that I imagine he would have picked up by from Jasper Johns. He was a very serious student of Johns. And something like this reminds us of paintings like um, painting with ruler 
or Good Time Charlie, those paintings that had um, rulers just actually affixed to the canvas that he would then use to, to just swipe paint right across. I agree, and I think that Ed Rocher was always um, playing with scale. The paintings that are most notable to me are those, those early paintings of 20th Century Fox or Standard Gas Station just you know, kind of exploding into uh, the foreground along that diagonal. Um, and it, it is great that he's blown it up. I think you made the comment that it looks like a big clock face from a train station, which is perfect for the noir mood that Rocher is trying to accomplish. It's also um, way out of scale with the, with the bamboo pole itself, which is, of course, somehow made larger, but is re really tiny compared to what you would actually find. Well, the, the way he's contrasted, I mean, there's a lot of sort of juxtaposition. The way he's contrasted that almost very tangible bamboo, like you could pick it up, uh, and then behind it you have this idea. Time is not tangible at all. Mm -hmm. So it sort of brings us back to... That airbrush kind of makes it less tangible, too. Kind of that's what I think was throwing me off, is that that is the airbrush, because it's, it's usually all this stuff is so crisp, but like the airbrush makes it very kind of intangible or something like that. Well, and it's an intangible that, uh, well, it takes up most of the canvas, and it takes up so much of our life. And also, I think that Ed Ruscher would be willing to think about it just exactly as you see on this canvas. Um, letters, giant color fields, those things were always uh, attractive to Ed Ruscher to take things that are um, very representational. No one would suggest this is patches of black and white um, just arranged in some kind of composition. It's a clock. But Ed Ruscher is the kind of guy who looks at words and doesn't actually see any meaning um, and, and, and sees those shapes and those concepts. Um, I noticed he is following kind of the line of the, the arrow hand across the eye, but the, the single X over here changes that. It kind of brings it back to a horizontal thing, so it sort of brings you back. You're driven that way, and it takes you down to the corner, and the solid head X and that brings you back. Right, it's, it's definitely not a straight on. Right, it's not a straight on look at a clock face. This whole thing is, is tilted off, off the axis to some degree so that he can play those. Um, you talked about sort of the influence of noir. Um, um, and at this point in time, do you think that there is a specific reference in the size of the canvas perhaps to like a widescreen format or like a film format? Or is that just sort of incidental that it's more of a contemporary reference? Yeah, you know, I would believe that. I would. I would I would, I would think about that, uh, you know, given that his other canvases tend to be 
very square and very straightforward. And given that he was looking so much at uh, still shots from film, then that's something he would definitely take and, and kind of ride into the canvas. I think that's a good idea. I think that he, uh, unless there's some, some arcane film reference, and I don't know it, uh, I think that he would have chosen this purely for, for compositional reasons, to be able to arrange you know, one hand to veer off with this other right and have those letters. You see uh, in the work that he continued after this period, he started working with maps a lot. And they would be LA road maps. And they would just show intersections. And that's right there, that and that. They're all over the work that came in the early to mid-90s, that composition right there. Yes? I liked your description of the bamboo as kind of like a bony finger. It's almost like the finger, because it's not a perfectly straight line. It's kind of starting to arch just like the tip of your finger would. Like it's trying to grab back that time and pull the hour back to before midnight to preserve this nighttime, the noir, like time of day. Does, it, does anyone have a strong feeling that this is more dark than comical? I mean, noir is tricky that way, but um, I, I kind of vacillate back and forth. This is, it's very funny to uh, put a bamboo uh, floating out in space uh, in, in front of this clock. But it also, something about the image, like you described, the, the, the pulling back time and this, this finger, it, it seems like the reaper um, minding the hour. Um, but even I guess that metaphor itself is kind of a funny, silly image to, to a way to talk about that. So thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.